Hello, hello, and welcome to another Toon Network match report with me, Adam. It's finished Burnley 1, Newcastle United 0 at Turf Moor. It was always going to be quite a tight game. It was looking to be a war of attrition until the last quarter of the game. And then Burnley broke the deadlock and there didn't seem to be enough time for us to come back into it. Or enough quality, I think, in the final third to save the points. But let's, let's start from the start anyway. Going into the game, two of Burnley's, you know, most deadly strikers in Sam Vokes and um, Chris Wood, of course, um, who scored against us last season at St James's Park for Leeds. They were both injured, not fit enough to start. Um, Mikel Marino was admitted from the starting lineup as well. Obviously, well, he was admitted from the whole squad, so arguably he's been he's been injured somehow in the last uh, day or so, which probably affected Rafa Benitez's plans. Diarmi started in his place again, um, but other than that, the team was largely unchanged. Burnley started the better of the sides. Um, I don't think there was much to shout about in the first half in terms of chances from either of us, but you know we we were probably frustrated by Burnley in the first half more than they were frustrated by us. We struggled to get a hold of the ball. We struggled to create any chances. We it seems to be it seems to be the case um, of late uh, with. With, with, with first halves that were very, very cautious. We like to feel out opponents. Rafa Benitez certainly likes to... And, and away from home, we were always going to set up. And we were really tight and we were really compact. Um, but it's really telling, you know, Gary Neville mentioned at half-time that, you know, in the first half, only one striker from either side had touched the ball in his own, in the opposition box, and that was Ashley Barnes in our box. Hosselu didn't have a didn't have a touch in the Newcastle half. We had, we managed two chances in the first half. Um, there was a shot, there was a kind of snapshot blazed over by Christian Atsu. And then Shelby had a shot on target uh, with the outside of his boot, which was sort of down the throat of Nick Pope. But apart from that, it was, it was kind of as you would expect. Um, again, a war of attrition in the first half. Very few chances from either side. Very few going on in the final thirds. Both teams were, I guess, attempting to, to make progress and attempting to create chances. But this has been a key issue for Newcastle. Um, so even when we we beat Crystal Palace uh, last week, that we we didn't create that many chances. And I think this has been this has been an issue. And and maybe we missed Marino today. Um, in terms of someone who who can, he has great vision and passing and he can try and unlock defences but I think we're just maybe struggling with quality and there's there's only so much quality that we have in the squad at the, at the time, uh, you know, this moment in time of the season. In January, depending on what happens with takeover or not, or we, we, we will likely have something to to spend in terms of bringing in recruits but we definitely need to add depth to this squad because you know even when Gail came on later in the match we, I don't think he offered much but anyway <clears throat> in the second half we, we, we I think the first 10 minutes of that second half we were 
we were in control, I think, for the first time properly in the, in, in the match. Um, we had a great chance where Hosselu laid it off, I think it was from a throw-in. Perez tried to curl one um, at, the far, at the far post, but was well saved by Pope. Um, but I mean, this kind of continued this, as Gary Neville mentioned, this, what was a, quite an admirable defensive display by both sides in the first half, um, given that one touch full stop by any strikers in the first half. So it was a commendable defensive performance by both sides. But I think from a Newcastle perspective, in the second half, this is exactly how we needed to come out. You know, um, start to put them on the back foot, start being more assertive and create chances and get shots on target. And, you know, Hosselu looked up for it and, you know, shortly after that Perez shot, he, um, <laughs> he got an eye-watering challenge um, from the goalkeeper after he closed the goalkeeper down. You'll remember... Uh, Perez did something similar to Fraser Forster in the Southampton match, and that seemed to make him a bit shaky. But this, you know, this being able to close him down in this instance didn't really have that effect on Pope, who went on to make a couple of really important saves for Burnley. After that, I think Burnley got the composure back, they got the confidence back, and they sort of really controlled the game up until the goal, which came in about the 74th, 75th minute. I felt that we were. Before that goal, before I talked about the goal, we had lost possession a couple of times in really dangerous areas. I remember Diarmi did so when we were on the counter-attack and he was probably the most um, most defensively positioned midfielder. So uh, most of our players were ahead of him. And there was an incident on the right wing where Yedlin tried to come away with the ball, but he was kind of hounded out by two of their players, their left-back and, and, and Brady, I think it was. So there's a couple of warning signs there um, that we were losing possession in dangerous areas. And for me, that's exactly how this goal came about. We tried to play out of defence. Perez didn't show the strength that maybe Hosselu might have. Perez is obviously a, a lot more of a lightweight. He doesn't have that physicality that, say, Marino has or maybe even Hayden, even a Shelby. And he was easily barged over. It wasn't a free kick. Um, it was just a, a strong challenge. He was crowded out. And whether it was the ball to him wasn't great and he didn't have much to work with. Or I think Perez needs to be coming to the ball and passing back. I don't think he should be waiting for the ball to come to him when he's crowded around. And I think he needs to be showing more strength there. And that was a real issue. Um, that's a real issue of Perez's. And there's nothing much we can do about it because his physique is how it is. And from that... Burnley just took the impetus and they, after, it was a kind of game of chess before that, but once Perez lost the ball and they had so many men forward, they went for it, they took a risk, they drove at our defence, so I think it was Goodmanson on the on, on the right-hand side, he fed Barnes, that's not, no, he fed Cork, who had a shot, Elliot, I thought did nothing wrong, I thought he palmed it strongly to the side which is exactly where it should be going it's exactly where it should maybe could it have gone out for a corner and we could have regrouped but I think in his primary objective there is to A save the ball B beat it beat it wide away from players and it was but then they then crossed it and I think Yedlin's very guilty of ball watching here 
because a couple of hours it beat the goalkeeper. It wasn't a very high cross, but it was just maybe about eight eight feet, seven feet in the air that just zipped over all the the head of, the heads of our defenders. And Jeff Hendrick was absolutely in acres at the back post. He should never be given that much space. That's Yedlin's man, and I think that's an error from him. I think it's an error from Perez, and I just think our defence was couldn't react quickly enough to that second ball once Elliot had beat it away. So that was really, really, really disappointing. I, th I, I, I thought. I thought they didn't really have that many clear-cut chances up until that point and they capitalised when it mattered. They've sort of done when, sort of done what what Newcastle have done in, in recent times when they have won in recent games where we've been very economical and efficient with not many chances. They've done the same there and and we've, we've paid. Um, And you know they took a risk. They went all at us. They were assertive, and they came away with a goal. And you know, I think from that point, given how few chances we actually create in the game, you, I think at that point you were kind of wondering when where a goal was going to come from. So I thought, I thought players like Diarmi. I was surprised Hayden hadn't started in in Marino's absence. Um, he doesn't often impress me, Diarmi, and I think he showed some physicality today. I think that's why he was brought in um, ahead of Hayden. I think he's a stronger unit, but he just didn't have much composure on the ball, and he's prone to making errors. I think he's kind of a... Well, I don't think he's too much... <laughs> in terms of that first touch and technique, I don't think he's too much different to, to uh, Sissoko, to be honest. He's that kind of player, you, you kind of don't trust him when he's on the ball, that he's got a bit of guile about him. And I think we've really missed Marino in that centre, who's a really hard-working midfielder. Um, I, think he's, I think he's made more tackles than N'Golo Kante this season, Mikel Marino. I think he's very high up the, the, the league there. So after that, we... And, uh, yeah, and another player that I think had a few shaky moments was Lejeune. I think we need to keep playing him to keep us to get his confidence. I think he's still trying to settle in the team and in the country and in the club. <clears throat> but uh, there's a few times where maybe Jack, in, instead of just getting rid, like Lascelles, usually, if in doubt, he just hammers it, and sometimes he maybe needs a bit more composure. But at least you know he's clearing it and takes fewer risks. Whereas Lejeune. He's a ball-playing defender, so he likes to maybe bring it out, look for a strong pass ahead of him, look to the wings. He tried a few long-range passes as well. But I just think, you know, you look at that Southampton game where he was largely good, actually, um, but he made that one error. I think he was close to committing another error in this game as well. I think it's just something to keep an eye on because Clark's done very little to be dropped. I, I do believe that. So... But the competition's healthy. I'm sure Lejeune can continue to develop. Um, but anyway, but after that goal, Burnley obviously sat back. They wanted to protect their lead. We then, again, it was maybe a little bit similar to the uh, to the Brighton game. Sorry, the Huddersfield game. It was the Huddersfield away game where in the last 
in the last 15 minutes we really took the game to them and I don't think we quite had that urgency tonight. There wasn't that urgency there but we did offer a few more shots. We probably had the majority of our shots in the last 15, 20. Um, Yedlin burst forward from, from right back, fed in Hossley on the end of the box and he struck a really well hit shot but just went past the post and I think Pope's beaten there if he, if he, if he tucks that in the post. Inside the in, inside the post, I think that's I think that's one one. I don't think the keepers get into that, so that was a very un, that was very unlucky. Gale came on, Jacob Murphy came on, um, and there was a long ball forward from Shelby. I think who Hossley and Murphy were nearly latching onto it, and I think I think all in all, Shelby was probably the one player in our side who was looking to try and make some magic happen. He, he, he's got the guile, the technique and the composure, which I think was lacking everywhere else in the, in the squad. I think I think a lot of the other players panicked and kicked the ball out and there wasn't much thought to it. It was just kind of working off instinct and sometimes you just have to be composed, pass it around a bit, get comfortable with the ball, pass and move. But Shelby, I thought, picked out a few really good passes. He had a really good drive in the you know shortly after that Hosselu uh, shot as well where we'd sort of a really good pass and move a good great counter attack where we'd almost seem to pass it one shot too many when it got cleared came out to Shelby who drove it you know got a decent enough contact but just it's going to be difficult scoring from outside the box from there and then Burnley went forward again and Barnes responded to a layoff on the edge of the box he hit with his left foot across the face of goal and um, Elliot again very very strong save very similar to the, to the shot that led to the you know the save that led to the goal he beat it out right um, uh, to his left with strong hands right out to the side it was it was a correct technique from the goalkeeper the save there um, and they couldn't this time capitalise from it but it just it kind of showed that the game was resorting to to long range shots largely beyond the the goal that they managed that was probably just outside our six yard box. So we then went up the other end again. It was a bit end to end. Um, it was from Hayden this time, and, and Pope did the same thing. He beat it away, um, and then I think that was the corner where Elliot came forward. The ball came back out to Shelby on the wing, who whipped a really good ball in. Mankio did a sort of backward loop header. It went over, and I think that was the game dead at that point. So it was kind of... I think it was just too little too late, and I don't think we had the urgency. And I just... I feel like we need to be... I know we're playing away from home, but... And just a couple of errors led to their goal, but I think that could have very easily been a nil-nil. I just, I just wanted to see a bit more from us in the final third, and I think... Find some creativity or some a striker in January is an absolute must. I know that we're probably looking at left backs and goalkeepers, but I, to be honest, our defence is relatively solid. Um, it, it you know it really is. I'm I'm looking at um, you know goals scored here and away from home. We've only scored four goals away from home all season um, yet we've and we've yeah we've conceded this we've, see, we've conceded the same amount uh, sorry five now um, after this Burnley goal 
So we're struggling to create chances anyway, even at home, most games. But certainly away from home, it was this was always going to be a low-scoring game. And Burnley, I think they've. I think that you know, looking at the stats, I think they've certainly deserved the win. You know, um, they managed twelve shots with five on target. Um, we only had four on target. So, sorry, done nine and three. So, we've had three shots on target, and two of those are from Shelby, and <laughs> it's just and one from Hayden, obviously. So it it. They're, these shots are coming from, they're coming from midfielders, and not even players who are either in the. the they're, they're not coming. These shots aren't coming from our four um, most attacking players. So I think there's a real issue there, and it's something we're definitely going to have to work on. I know we've been doing a lot of work defensively on the training ground, and that's showing. And you know, it's another game that we've lost that it's only been by one goal. It's so. It's our third 1-0 defeat away from home. Game, All games where that, that could have gone either way, really, um, that, could, that were very, very tight. But we've, we've just been on the wrong side of the result tonight. Um, but I would say that Burnley did edge it tonight. I think they just looked a bit more dangerous. They were more in control. Although, strangely enough, we had... We managed 52.9% possession, so 53% possession. We just edged possession, which is very unusual as, unusual for us even at home um, to get the line share of possession. Um, but I just think, you know, I, I, I've got to say our man in the match there was, was, was Shelby. I think he seemed to be the only one who was, in such a tight game like that, with Burnley set up very, very well defensively. Newcastle as well, but Burnley won this one and breached us. And credit to them for that. But I just think we needed something, a bit of magic, I think, to make something happen. And Shelby was, I think, the only player on that pitch who looked like coming close to doing so. He had the guile, the, you know, the the confidence and the, the, the just that extra bit of quality. And I think... It's that kind of quality that we're lacking in the squad as a whole. Players, you know, we used to be able to bring, you know, love them or hate them. We used to be able to bring Ben Arthur on as a substitute and as frustrating as he was and hated defending. But he could just produce a bit of magic out of absolutely nothing. He could take on a couple of long-range shot, wins you the three points, get you a last-minute draw, that kind of player. We, we, we're missing that in our squad, I think. Just those, and there's only very few players that can actually turn a game like that or carry a game or just make that much of an impact that it changes the complexion or turns a win into a, a draw into a win or a defeat into a draw. So, Shelby was having to do that all on his own, and maybe we were missing Marino, his strength, his defensive qualities, but also his vision in the final third and making things happen. And he's a great conduit on a counter attack between midfield and attack. Looking for Atsu's pace, who again, you know, it's another first half where Atsu's looked really dangerous and driving forward, but then he sort of disappears in the second half, and that's a, that's a couple of games that's happened now for Atsu. Murph, Murphy came on, didn't really have too much 
Tank tank to do much. His confidence was lacking a bit. He had a poor touch that went out for a throw in. Gale came on and Gale came on. There's no, there's nothing much more to it. Gale came on and didn't really offer us anything at all. So we're obviously lacking in quality. Let's not panic though. That leaves us still on in ninth on 14 points after 10 games. You know we'd have taken that all day long. I think we are about a third of the way. Uh, a little over a third of the way of where we need to be by the end of the season and there's just um, just over a quarter gone so I think we're in if we if we continue at this ratio of uh, games to points we'll be fine we'll be comfortable we're probably looking to finish you know on those numbers you know maybe 12th 13th or something like that I reckon in real terms but a lot can change January recruitment can change Next game we've got, but Burnley obviously rise above us to, to seventh and they're on 16 points on level on points with Liverpool. But we've got Bournemouth next. Now, Bournemouth are sitting in the bottom half of the table. Sorry, they're sitting in the bottom half. They're basically propping up the league. They're second from bottom, sorry, is what I meant to say. And they're sitting in the relegation zone. They narrowly got beat off Chelsea at the weekend. 1-0. And something to be aware of is that their last away game, they actually beat Stoke 2-1. So maybe similar to Palace, who kind of came with a bit of rejuvenation. I think it'll be a slightly different proposition to the Bournemouth that started for the first few weeks of the season. I think they'll have maybe renewed hope from that last away win. They'll fancy themselves. And... You know, they'll have seen that this performance tonight and they'll say a very strong defensive unit in Newcastle, but they'll see that we can be breached if they drive at us and they ask questions of us. And they probably know that we might not create as many chances as we should be creating at home because that's been an issue. But it's a completely different match. I don't think this 1-0 is going to dishearten too many fans. It's disappointing, obviously, but we haven't been turned over. Rafa Benitez's teams do not get turned over. That's what we're learning. We have a good record at home. We, we, we're solid at St James's Park. I think, I think we can win. I think we need to be assertive. I think we certainly need to start taking a few more risks, especially at home. I'd like to see, if Marino's still out, I'd like to see Hayden start over Diame. I wouldn't like, I don't want Diame to be starting. I don't think he warranted enough from his performance tonight to remain in this team. I'd like to see Lejeune again, but if Lejeune is a bit shaky or doesn't, hasn't, doesn't feel settled, I think Clark needs to come in afterwards. Again, it depends, it depends how the game goes. But I think leading up to the game trying to read you know people's opinions on social media especially twitter i think we all would have been happy with a draw i think we all would have taken a draw tonight so i don't think too many people were actually expecting an easy ride against burnley and it's not what it was and we were proved right and it could have gone either way but it's a one nil defeat defeats are going to happen we're not going to we're a newly promoted side with with the we don't have the resources of a lot of squads um, as much as we probably 
think Burnley are a bit, you know, not very glamorous squad. They're solid and they've had a couple of years of continuity in this top league. So that's the difference. And Sean Dyche is a really solid manager who's performing very well. Um, again, with a team bigger than the sum of its parts because he's good tactically and defensively sound. So Bournemouth next. Let's put this def defeat behind us. I think as much as you know, when it's it's not really painted a very pretty picture of us, and that's yet I think that's a that's twelve Monday night uh, football uh, games that we've now not won, which is a damning statistic. Um, let's just not play on a Monday. <laughs> um, it's clearly a it's clearly um, a jinx for us. But back to St James's Park on Saturday, crowd roaring. We. I do fancy is not to get beat. I think we'll at least draw. I think we'll, I think Bournemouth will be, you know, they've got Callum Wilson back. I think I think it might be a draw at the weekend. I'd love to see us as win, but I just think we need a few more chances created um, to get that, you know, the chances scoring up because I don't think at the minute, in terms of expected goals, we're not we're not really we're not doing enough to to deserve scoring more. And I think. If you looked at the statistics from tonight, you look at the and you saw the score was one 0 to somebody. You'd say that Burnley deserved it every time, uh, based on those based on those numbers and the way they controlled the game. Certainly, so we'll put it behind us. How are the lads? We'll be optimistic for Saturday, and we we'll go on. Thanks very much for watching Match Report. It's not the result anybody wanted, but we haven't been turned over, and but for a couple of little errors. I think we would have ground out a nil-nil, which would have been a decent result. Anyway, I've been Adam. On to the next one. We'll get your comments in below. Subscribe to us on YouTube, iTunes and SoundCloud. Follow us on Twitter. Like us on Facebook. I've been Adam of the Two Network. Thanks very much. Bye-bye.